You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with the most passionate business owners on this earth in hopes that you'll be able to absorb their wisdom, avoid their failures, and feel less alone on the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. This season, I'll be chatting with creative thinkers, masterful marketers, brick and mortar shop owners, well known visionaries, and people just like you who have a story to share or a brand that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. It is a beautiful Sunday morning at the time of this recording, and I'm so pumped to share this episode with you. Today, I'm sitting down with Kathy Stringney, who is the Partnerships Manager for No Issue. No Issue was founded to provide businesses like yours with access to custom branded packaging, which means you can finally create beautiful stickers or stamps or tissue paper or mailer envelopes all with your unique brand designed right onto it. And even if you don't have a business, if you just want to hear about some really cool added touches that a businesses can add in order to convert their customers into raving fans, then you're going to love this episode. I designed and printed some visionary life stickers a few months back, and I've received a lot of compliments on them when I add them to a welcome package or when I stick one on the back of an envelope. There is a reason why all businesses are loving No Issue, and really because their mission is to help your brand stand out, it is such a cool opportunity to work with them to really make sure that anything you deliver to your customers is branded and pops and makes you stand out. It's really these types of added touches that make your business talkable, and we know referrals and word of marketing are so important in this day of age day and age. Anyways, in this interview, Kathy and I dive into the origin stories of how No Issue came to be. It's kind of funny because they set out to start one company and ended up launching something totally different. Uh, We talk about ways to make packaging exciting. So even if you're like, why would we talk about packaging? It matters, you guys. Probably half of the stuff in your home you bought because of the packaging. And we chat so much more as well. I'm going to add the links into the show notes for you to see my super cute visionary life stickers. And if you want some of your own, uh, they have a fun discount code. You can use code visionary at checkout to receive a discount on your no issue purchase. So just go to noissue.ca and use code visionary. And by the way, do you want one of my visionary life stickers? (laughs) I hope you do, because what I would ask is that you head into your iTunes podcast app, leave a quick rating and review, and then can you just screenshot it and quickly send it to me on Instagram, or you can just send it to my email, hello at kelseyridle.com. And if you do, I'm going to send you a visionary life sticker and a visionary life postcard. So That'll be super fun. I can't wait to see you guys share um, your reviews with me and I'll send you those stickers right away. 
So if you want to find No Issue, just head to noissue.ca or on Instagram, they're at noissueco. Um, and that's it. Let's dive into the episode. Oh, and before we dive in, I did promise a life update. So let me insert this here. So I mentioned on Instagram stories earlier this week that we have officially been in our new home for six weeks. Time is flying by in the best possible way, but yeah, I can't believe how quickly it's going. So for those who might be listening to Visionary Life for the first time, some quick context. My husband and I spent the last six or seven years in Toronto. I was there eight or nine years, I think. And then during the start of this whole pandemic, when we were all locked inside, we we decided to start imagining our next chapter. And we knew that our next chapter, wherever it was going to be, would be filled with more nature and maybe a home that felt more like a cottage, a slower pace of life where we could eventually raise a family. And we wanted access to adventure and outdoor activities. So quite a few check boxes, but we knew it had to exist. And that actually led us to move from Toronto, a city with millions of people, to Paris, Ontario, where there's about 15,000 people. So quite the change. I did record a full episode about the move, so you can find that linked in the show notes. But to feed the curious, I wanted to share how it's been and some strategies I guess that's so businessy of me strategies that we've had in place to make sure that this move has been fun and easy and effortless so for starters we love it here we go to bed each night it's kind of ridiculous and we say can you believe we live here now how awesome is everyone that we meet and this is amazing like it's almost like a pinch me kind of moment uh, because we really had no reason to choose this town as the place to buy our first home but All I can say is that we had a super strong gut feeling as soon as we drove through. And, you know, a lot of how I apparently live my life is just on those feelings and it usually works out. Uh, But one of the things that really caught our eye here was the way people seemed to embrace nature and the outdoors. They all have such a calm approach to living. It's not all about the work hustle, which I'm so guilty of. And of course, I felt worried about leaving that fast paced life in Toronto, but When it came to figuring out where I was going to find more life joy, and obviously my life is more important than my business, um, I knew it was here or somewhere like here. So yeah, I mean, that's like a super brief update. update. I know that doesn't give you too much context, but um, from the moment I got here, I made it my mission to connect with people and to meet people. And so I've already found a few biking crews to go out with. And as most of you know, I'm obsessed with biking. Um, Dave has already found his fishing crews. In fact, he's out right now at 7 a.m. and he's already gone on his daily adventure. Um, I've got my whole cycling kit on. I'm about to pop in the car and drive to Brantford to meet a road cycling group. And it's just really cool to be surrounded by so many people who have that zest for life and who spend their days outdoors. And um, we've been really lucky to kind of integrate into a really cool group of people here as well. So um, yeah, I mean, albeit we don't have any furniture, we've spent the better part of the last six weeks trying to enjoy the city for what it is. Um, But I think that's what it's all about. We didn't move here to have the glamorous home. We moved here to have the outdoor life that we've been craving. So All this to say the change has been great and it really reminds me and wants to make me remind you that change is what you make of it and that you are allowed to imagine or reimagine your life. And if you want to move to a brand new city where you don't know a soul, 
what are you waiting for? Go for it um, if that's in your cards right now. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to share a quick update. Of course, if you have questions, you can always reach out on Instagram, but other than that, I got to go on my bike ride. <laughs> um, so I hope you have an amazing week ahead. Enjoy this episode. And here we go. Kathy, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. You are the partnerships manager for No Issue. So thank you so much for representing this amazing brand that I've had a chance to collaborate with. And I'm so excited to chat with you. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Kelsey. I am excited to share some more. And you mentioned that this is your first podcast that you've been featured on as the partnerships manager, right? It is. It is. That's correct. So everyone bear with me. I'll do my best <laughs> to be, um, yeah, concise and coherent. So just <laughs> You will me. be awesome. And you know what? We have a lot of aspiring and early stage entrepreneurs that listen to this show. So I think it's nice to just be able to connect with someone who has not recorded a million podcasts <laughs> and is not like a famous public speaker who has everything together. So it's great yeah. to just be able to chat and press record while we do awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Let's start with some quick fire questions, just because I want to get to know you as a person before we dive into no issue. So where did you grow up and where are you located right now? Yeah, great question. Um, I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, and I currently reside for about the past four, almost five years at this point, far from home on the West Coast um, in Santa Barbara, California. So mm. for those of you not familiar, a little bit north of, of LA. Cool. And what inspired the move? Yeah, um, a lot of things. Originally, I had moved with my partner and I had moved to the LA area. At the time, I'd never even heard of Santa Barbara, um, visited at the area for a weekend and fell in absolute love, kind of moved up here on a whim to see how things would work out and almost five years later, still here. So super grateful to have found what I consider to be the ideal place to live. So that's yeah. so awesome. And I love hearing stories of people who are ready to explore living mm -hmm. elsewhere from the place they were born, right? I think it's such an right. awesome opportunity to really imagine mm -hmm. your life and how you want to live and then find a location that really supports that. So yeah, absolutely. It's been quite a change. You know, I grew up in Tennessee, went to school in Tennessee, had spent a good bit of my life there and then kind of went for it. And it's been yeah, it's been an awesome experience for sure. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what your very first job was? I do. It's very glamorous. I was a concession stand worker at a local movie theater that was quite close to my house. So spent a I lot of it. nights smelling like popcorn. <laughs> yeah, that smell probably like never goes away from your hair and the clothes you're wearing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, nothing like just filling up trash bags of popcorn <laughs> to, to be stored for the busy busy nights on the weekend. It was a lot oh, of fun. Oh <laughs> my goodness. That's awesome. And what is one daily routine or ritual that as someone who I'm sure has a lot going on in their life, what mm -hmm. is it? What ritual can you not go a day without? You know, it's funny. I was trying to think of something that I literally do every day. And one of the things that stood out to me, which might be cliche is morning coffee. We're <laughs> big coffee drinkers. And what's been cool, not, you know, cool, I guess, silver lining with the current situation. We've had time for slower coffee morning. So, you know, grinding fresh beans every morning, taking the time to do pour over and having it become kind of more of a ritual that you look forward to rather than just like slogging coffee to go out of a to-go cup or something like that. Um, so definitely something that when I look back over what happens every day, it always starts with a cup of coffee. So mm -hmm. that's it. yeah. 
They're going to laugh, ongoing. but I would say about 75% of people who I ask that question to, I don't ask it to everybody, but mm-hmm. 75% of people say, well, it's usually yeah. just coffee. <laughs> and I'm like, I would say the same thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, yeah, it's like, there's some things that I do pretty regularly, but as far as something that's, you know, ironclad every morning, I know I'm going to have a cup of coffee. So. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest joys, right? I know, isn't it? <laughs> So now what were you up to in the years leading up to before you joined No Issue? Like what career path were you on? What industry were you working on? Give us a little bit of your backstory. Totally. Yeah. So I went to school for communications and journalism. So I always joke that I graduated and it was like, what now? It's such a broad major, such a broad field. Um, But it's been great in that it's opened a lot of opportunities for me and given me a lot of freedom to explore what I want out of a career rather than locking into something right away. So my background is pretty diverse. My first job out of college was in market research, um, which is a glorified way of saying that I categorized data. Um, And then from there, I guess most recently, I was working for a natural snack food brand here in Santa Barbara um, as the key accounts and brand manager. Um, Prior to that, I was working in sales ops and corporate sales for an outdoor clothing company. Um, So definitely have jumped around to a few different industries. Um, But yeah, I was really fortunate in my last role because that's what ended up leading me to no issue. We used the packaging products with the brand that I was at previously. So it introed me to the brand, kind of got me hooked. Um, Yeah, it was a great company, really fun role there, super creative. So it kind of cued me up perfectly to step into my current role at no issue. Mm, That's so, so cool. And I love that um, you were initially, I guess your company was a client of No Issue and that's how you found out about it. I think that's very serendipitous. Um, So for somebody who has never heard of No Issue before, they're like, what do they keep mentioning? What is Mm -hmm. this? Could you give us the lowdown on what No Issue is, how it began and kind of where you guys are at today? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, No Issue is a platform that offers sustainable and customizable packaging to makers, to brands, and to businesses of all sizes. So our origin story is quite cool, actually. Our our two founders had originally teamed up to start a sustainable eyewear brand uh, made from waste materials. So as they were going through that process, they started looking to source, you know, they had in mind, they wanted sustainable packaging, obviously, um, but they wanted it to be really beautifully branded and on brand um, to kind of complete that whole experience. They couldn't find anything um, that would suit their needs within their price point, um, within, you know, the order quantities that they were looking for. So they made their own. And then long story short, essentially all their retailers were just as interested in the packaging as the sunglasses. Um, so from there, they kind of t- took a step back, looked at that and realized there weren't a lot of options out there for small businesses looking to source, you know, the sustainable, customizable packaging. So they took off on that venture, launched No Issue Tissue, um, which is, you know, customizable, sustainable um, tissue. And since then have rolled out a number of other products, but kind of the tenets of the business have always stayed the same in that we're going to offer the most sustainable um, options that we can, the most customizable options that we can, and then stay as accessible as possible for small businesses. So what that accessibility means to us is offering lower MOQs and price points than you would traditionally see. um, And then also ensuring that we offer global um, free shipping. So 
yeah, just trying to be a solution for these small businesses that might not need 10,000 sheets of tissue paper. They might just need 250 to get going. Um, and they still want to offer that really quality branded experience to their customers. So just looking to be a, a solution for those brands. Um, and we're now offering beyond the tissue tape and stickers and mailers, um, custom stamps, which are really fun. And then most recently, custom cards as well. So cool. I had no idea that the origin story started <laughs> as an eyewear company. Um, and then really it was them seeing that there was, I guess, a gap in the market, mm -hmm. right? Or not being able to find that really accessible packaging solution that they were looking for. And I think, exactly. you know, isn't that how every great business starts <laughs> is by going, well, this doesn't exist. So why don't I create it? Or why don't I bring it totally. to life? So it's kind of neat that as they went down the path of thinking they were going to launch one business, it naturally just veered courses. And that is so common. Totally. And I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast, they're kind of sitting in that paralyzed state of like, mm -hmm. well, I don't know what to do. And they do nothing at all. Mm -hmm. But sometimes our best ideas actually come when we just jump on an idea, start following it through, and then, you totally. know, figuring it out from there, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. And I think that courage to recognize like, oh, maybe this first idea that I started out with doesn't have to be what you stick to. And maybe that can evolve into something else. So yeah, I definitely think it's such an inspiring story in that. Now, a lot of times if you get started in one route, it might be, you don't want to shift routes or it might be embarrassing if you've been putting effort into something else or, yeah. you know, feel like wasted time. But I just think it's so cool that things can evolve into, into something so wonderful. So Absolutely. And you kind of mentioned that no issue speaks to a lot of small to medium sized businesses, mm -hmm. makers and creatives. So is that who generally is using the products and services of no issue? Describe that ideal kind of customer yeah, to us. Absolutely. So yes, small businesses and makers and marketplace merchants, um, creatives, hand, hand makers, um, those are definitely the focus of our business. That's who No Issue was built for. That's who we're going to continue to prioritize um, throughout everything we do. So just an example of some different, I guess, who we would say is the definition of a No Issue um, customer would be a jewelry maker that sells her products on Etsy and then also has her own, her own e-commerce shop as well. So in most cases, there's only one or two team members. A lot of them are hand making their products, packaging and shipping themselves, running things out of their homes. Um, yeah, so that's, I would say who our, who our key customer is. And then also, you know, they also have a really close connection to their brand. So they want to have their, have their customers have that continued experience and know that it's coming from someone who's putting a lot of thought and intention into every purchase. Um, so that's why I think our product resonates so well with our, with our audience and our, you know, our, our community and that we're just allowing them to really take their beautiful designs, their beautiful branding, um, put it on, you know, our products, they do the hard part um, and then help bring that to life. So just a continuation kind of a, of their story and experience. A quick word from our premier sponsor of the Visionary Life podcast, and that is Healthy Planet. 
If you are a health nut like me, you're going to love that you can save money on the brands you already purchase by ordering online from Healthy Planet. They love our visionary community and want to support all of us in living our best lives. So you can shop at Healthy Planet entirely online and products will be dropped at your doorstep within just a few days. It's so easy, so convenient, and that gives you no excuse to say it's really hard to eat healthy, because it's not. So treat your body, your mind, and your business with with the fuel it deserves from Healthy Planet. You can shop by department, dietary need, or even just check out the sale rack. It's such an efficient way to ensure you're stocked up on all your favorite health goods all of the time. Use code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save on your Healthy Planet order. That's VISIONARY10 at checkout. Mm, it's so cool because I think packaging is something that often goes overlooked when you're mm -hmm. first starting a business. You're like, okay, like I made the awesome product and I finally got mm -hmm. my website and my social media. And then it kind of stops at the sale. Like you sell it and then you just like forget about what happens from there. Um, but when you start to really like dive into that brand experience that you want to have from start to finish, and you imagine somebody receiving your product, yeah. they've waited a week for it. And then like if the unboxing experience is terrible or if the packaging okay. is not visually appealing, you're missing out on a huge opportunity to surprise totally. and delight your customer and to really mm -hmm. keep them engaged with your brand. And I love that you said um, in our pre-chat before we started recording that packaging is normally boring. Like. <laughs> I've never really thought about that, but there's such a simple way to differentiate your brand and that's to make the packaging amazing. Right. So, um, totally. like has packaging always excited you like this or no. like, and it's so funny because especially when I, you know, first meet someone or, or they ask what I do for work and I say, Oh, worked, you know, for a packaging company. And most people, <laughs> the conversation would stop there, but I'm like, yeah, no, it's amazing. Like, look at the Instagram. And I think things like that really speak for itself. Like, yeah, to have an Instagram that's full of exciting packaging and customers and people wanting to, and the brands wanting to talk about and share that experience. Um, yeah, it's definitely unique. I cannot say I've always been excited by packaging, but really now that I have a different mindset on it and that it's just the opportunity to further connect with your customer. I mean, it's, it's quite a, a rare instance in the whole customer purchasing engagement and experience to have that one-on-one -on -one reserve time where it's just you and your customer, their focus is on your product. And yeah, just really thinking of packaging as a way to elevate and further connect. Um, I think like you said, it often goes overlooked, but now that I think about it that way, I'm everything I receive or look at, I'm always evaluating like, what is the experience of opening this? And yeah, it definitely changes your mindset and is something that it's normal to be invisible to. But once you start thinking about it in that sense, that it's just an opportunity to further connect it kind of changes everything such an opportunity and it's almost mm -hmm. like a, a 2.0 secret strategy of like the people who have kind of gotten through that foundational piece of launching their business it's like now totally. do you want to deepen the relationship with your customer mm -hmm. like make your brand more instagramable like this exactly. is what you should be doing right because i yeah. know when i receive a great unboxing experience what's the first thing i do i take out my phone and i turn on mm -hmm. instagram and i'm like 
wow, this brand, like, look at this package, look at the stickers they included, yes. look at the cute tagline on the ba- on the box or the bag. Yeah. And like, I share it forward almost immediately. Think about how much extra exposure then the brand gets um, exactly. just by such a simple shift. And totally. And also kind of the loyalty that you're, you're building into your customers that they have that higher excitement level, obviously paired with a great product um, yeah. within the packaging. But yeah, just really elevating that loyalty, that excitement over it as well. And then, like you said, the whole nature of the unboxing experience and something being Instagrammable just lends itself to more exposure for your brand um, and more awareness. Um, obviously, there's such a rise in the influencer space and all these things. Um, but it's also thinking that pretty much everyone functions as their own micro influencer um, and that their community and their following, whether small, is going to be really excited to see what they're putting out there. And if yeah, if you're having a great experience with a brand and you share that and friends see it, I think that carries a lot of weight as far as as influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of the things that I talk about with a lot of my clients and students inside of our business coaching program is experiential marketing. Like, how mm-hmm. are you bringing your services or your brand to life? Because just by constantly like talking at somebody through Instagram stories or writing mm-hmm. an amazing website sales page, like we don't connect with that, you know, Uh, we connect oftentimes with physical products, Mm -hmm. or with physical human beings, right. Um, And I just think if you can't show up and hand deliver your service or product Mm -hmm. to someone, the next best thing is to have a touchable element that really Mm -hmm. conveys the essence of your brand. So this like, totally excites me. And um, I was actually just on the website this morning. I put in an mm-hmm. order for some stickers. Oh, nice. um, and so the whole experience literally took me 20 mm-hmm. minutes. It was so simple. Um, could you actually like explain if somebody wants to grab their own tissue paper or they want to mm-hmm. make stickers or they want custom mailers? Can you just walk us through kind of what that process from the moment you log on to the site to the point you check out? What would yeah. that look like? How much work is involved here? Yeah. So if you're coming on our site, our whole goal, obviously going back to, to the, the community that we're servicing, which is small business owners who don't have tons of time to go back and forth with a packaging company to land on proofs, to land on pricing, to overcome quantities, things like that. So our goal is how can we make this as easy and as enjoyable as possible in an industry that usually is quite cumbersome um, and labor intensive. So our whole experience is functions basically as an e-commerce business. So you come on, we have a design platform right on site. Um, You can either just straight upload a design um, or you can do some design arranging on the site itself. Basically, you just select your quantities. If it's stickers, you select your shape, your size, um, add to cart, process and order, and should be be on your doorstep within three weeks. Um, So our whole process is just set around being really streamlined um, taking into consideration that most of the time it's a one or two person team going through the process. Um, so trying to minimize the, the number of steps needed. Obviously we have a great support team on hand um, if you run into any issues, but the thought is that someone should be able to pop on there, go through the process in a few minutes um, and save a lot of time in the process as well. 
Mm-hmm. And I think one of the important things to note is that you can buy smaller quantities, right? Mm-hmm. Like I grabbed 250 stickers because I didn't want 6,000, which some of these exactly. like, I don't know, more mass companies, they'd say, mm-hmm. well, you need a 10,000 minimum. And it's like, but I don't need 10,000 stickers. And I live in a one bedroom apartment. In my, yeah. <laughs> Just stacks and stacks of tissue paper. Yeah, it's funny that, that, um, that that's kind of where the expectation of the packaging branding tool industry is, but a lot of times they are working with those larger brands who it makes sense to go for quantity. Um, but yeah, that's exactly kind of how we've pivoted to support the small businesses. It's like, they don't need those quantities. And, and once they, you know, obviously we do offer higher quantities as well. So our companies can kind of grow up with us as well, if they, you know, grow in size and we can facilitate that as well, but we also just want them to have access to it, no matter what size you are or where you're at kind of in your, in your business journey. Mm-hmm. And do you guys offer like design support? Like say I'm not that creative and mm-hmm. I don't have design skills, but I still want to order stickers or Great I still want to order mailers. Yes. Yeah, so something that we're working on building out, which is growing quite rapidly is our creative community. So we have, which you can see their profiles right on our site. We do have a built out community of designers, illustrators, artists, pretty much anyone who falls under a creative um, bucket and, and category. So you can, we also kind of can facilitate those interactions on site if you'd like to hire out someone to do your design work for you or also, you know, recognizing you're a business owner, but you don't have a whole design team or marketing team on staff. Um, so just really working to, to have those um, creatives accessible to our customers as well who would, you know, like to have something beautiful and custom made for them um, so they can get design support there as well. Mm, amazing. So good to know. And I will definitely I'll link the website for anyone who's trying to um, figure out how they can get started quickly mm-hmm. and order their no issue. I'll link the website in the show notes. And I would also encourage people to go check out your Instagram page because mm-hmm. it can kind of like get the design wheels turning. And there's a lot of fun examples um, in the Instagram feed. And that might inspire uh, a business owner who's listening to just, you know, take that mm-hmm. next step and to actually just go think of the the coolest stickers or mm-hmm. um, the coolest tissue paper that you could possibly think of for your brand and then bring it to life. It's not hard. And it totally. is truly a remarkable experience for your customers. So Agreed. all of that will be in the show notes. And yeah, the Instagram is really cool as well. I mean, obviously all kudos and credit goes to our customers because they come up with not just the creative, beautiful designs, but also unique use cases and different ways that people are using things like tissue paper and how they wrap certain products and things like that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely a great source of inspiration, you know, not just for our customers, but for us as a team um, and kind of looking at just the amazing and unique ways that people are bringing the products to life. So yeah, I would definitely recommend recommend checking it out because it's quite inspiring. Cool. Now I'm wondering for you acting Mm -hmm. as the partnerships manager, uh, Mm -hmm. what does a day in the life look like in your world managing partnerships for no issue? Yeah. So my days all look quite different, which is awesome. Um, Managing and facilitating a lot of different conversations. So for us, partnerships, we kind of look at it through two different lenses. So we want to bring added value to our existing customers through getting them, you know, fresh insight and fresh content and different expertise than just built everything around packaging. So we have a really great blog where we lean heavily on our partners um, to weigh in with industry expert and expert advice pieces, as we call them, um, so that we can really function as a small business resource hub. So that's 
a lot of the conversations that I'm having is sourcing content, finding um, relevant partners that are also in different ways working to support a small business community as well. So a lot of that is relationship building, um, hopping on a lot of calls, a lot of video chats, things like that. Um, and then externally, we supply content and different value offerings and put on giveaways and things like that with our partners. So it's a great role in that there's a lot of creativity as far as defining what a partnership opportunity looks like, because it looks different for every conversation that we have. Um, what's great is that we are a global team. So being in North America, I'm generally online. I'm one of the first online. So I have a couple hours for deep work for, you know, external calls, that type of stuff early morning through kind of the afternoon and then the team starts to trickle online. So my afternoons are generally more internal, um, team conversations, strategy meetings, things like that. So a lot of diversity and creativity in my days for sure. So cool. Such an exciting job you have. I'm sure there are challenges to it, but it's just uh, a really great role. And I love the, the, the place for partnerships in growing mm -hmm. a business. Cause I always think, Absolutely. you know, as small business owners, we could be trying to constantly get out there and put out ads mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But what if our partners or people who also believed mm -hmm. in our brand could be out there sharing our business while we're at home working on other projects, right? Like the greatest form of marketing Absolutely. is when your customers and partners do it for you. And I think it goes often Absolutely. neglected, right? We all think mm -hmm. I have to do this alone, but mm -hmm. partnerships are truly one of the most magical ways to accelerate your business's growth. Totally. I completely agree. Um, and I think it feels very authentic too, as well. If, you know, if there's a company out there, like for example, we work with a great partner that helps small businesses um, become carbon neutral. So it's obviously a natural fit for us to be partnering with them. We're also providing a really relevant resource to their customers and then in return can educate, you know, our customer base who are also thinking about sustainability on other things they could be doing. So I think, yeah, obviously it gets you more exposure, which is amazing from, you know, like-minded partners. Um, so yeah, definitely all, all assist with the growth and, and bringing, like I said, yeah, added value to our existing customers too. So there's a lot going on in this space, um, but definitely a really exciting and valuable one. Awesome. Is there a certain skill that you are currently focused on up-leveling in order to take your partnerships uh, within no issue to the next level? Mm -hmm. I guess this would qualify as a skill, but I've been wor really working on honing my strategic and kind of long-term thinking. So I'm the first person to sit in this role, which is really exciting, but it's super important to be thinking, knowing where no issue is headed, yeah. is what we're doing on the day-to-day -day and the processes and the systems that we're setting up. Um, how is that going to work long-term? So definitely trying to think big picture um, while not losing sight of the day-to-day, -day, obviously. Um, but yeah, just being really intentional about what we're building now, the relationships that we're building, things like that, because it all, um, yeah, is obviously important based on, on where we're headed. So that strategy thinking um, and making sure, yeah, that what we're doing now kind of aligns with what's, what that's going to happen in the future. Mm. That is definitely something I struggle with too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like so good at the day to day, but yeah, to make sure that what you create today has some longevity to it and it supports the greater vision exactly. is like a whole different headspace mm -hmm. for me. <laughs> and you know, it's so bad, you know, it's like so gratifying to cross things off your to-do list and yeah. kind of stay focused on, because I'm sure you're the same. There's a lot of those little things that need to do to keep things moving, but 
then also keeping in mind, yeah, how all of this shapes where we're growing. Um, so yeah, definitely a challenge, but it's, it's fun and trying to adapt my thinking into that way. Mm-hmm. Now you've kind of mentioned like the bigger vision of no mm-hmm. issue, but looking back, I know you haven't been with the company forever, but mm-hmm. um, are you aware of any major milestone that no issue celebrated um, that they were really proud of, or maybe yeah. you've been part of yeah. it? Absolutely. So a recent one for us, a lot of our milestones and metrics that we get excited about are community based. Um, so we recently, which now we've quite surpassed that, but we recently hit 150,000 followers on Instagram, wow. which was just such a tangible way to be like, wow. And this community that we're growing in this like, yeah, kind of global presence is happening and just quite validating to see the number of people that are getting excited, the number of businesses that we're supporting. So we definitely look at our community milestones like that, just as a, yeah, an exciting thing to kind of take a step back from and realizing what that means if 150,000 people are engaging and excited about what's going on. So I think that, yeah, kind of speaks Mm -hmm. to the community growth. Yeah, that's huge. And I think like so much as Instagram metrics can be very vanity promoting, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, who cares what number? But when you imagine that many people kind mm-hmm. of rallying around um, your team members and saying, we believe in what you're doing, uh, whether that's 200 people or 150,000 exactly. people, it is something to be celebrated uh, because that is no easy task even to get one yeah. person to care. Oh, I right? know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Amazing. A couple of quick business questions for Mm -hmm. you because you've obviously had a great career path and Mm -hmm. um, are leading a wonderful role here as the partnerships manager. So I'm wondering, is there a tool or an object that you could not run your position without? (laughs) There's a lot of things. (laughs) But right now I would say something that's emerged as very important to this role and kind of also how I function personally is communication tools. So whether that's things that we use internally, you know, obviously we're, our team members are located all over the world. So whether it's, you know, like things like Slack where we can just stay in real time communication or externally video chats, I think, especially Mm. in this space where you're trying to build, build relationships. um, Like you said, just humanizing, not just the company, but also the relationships. So I've found it's kind of cheesy as it sounds. One silver lining, I think of the whole in the wake of the pandemic is that video chats are normalized now. So yeah. I lean really heavy on that with our partnership conversations. And I think that it, it just creates a familial feel that you can't quite achieve over the phone. So I guess that would count as a tool that I lean on. Um, but yeah, just communicate strong communication tools. Mm, definitely. Have you hit your burnout point with video chats yet? I feel like with the <laughs> pandemic, it's like Zoom call, Zoom call, Zoom yeah, call. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I maybe it's coming, but I, for me, I, I find it more engaging than just talking on the phone because I would be doing a lot of audio calls anyway. So I actually find that it's more energizing for me to be having a face-to-face conversation. Yeah. So maybe I'm a rarity in that sense, um, but especially, you know, working from home, it's nice to see some other faces. <laughs> so for me Absolutely. personally, it's, yeah, it's been a great tool. Obviously, I'm sure if it was just back to back all day, I'm sure you do hit a burnout point. Um, mm-hmm. But from where I'm sitting at the, at the moment, I find it quite energizing. Awesome. And you mentioned, I just want to circle back, you said the team is located all over the world. So mm-hmm. have you met any of your teammates in person? 
I have not yet, wow. considering I just started and back in February. So it yeah. like, feels like a lifetime based on everything that's happened since then. But it is quite bizarre to think, especially because we you know, chat all the time. I so look forward to the day where I can travel to our headquarters in New Zealand and meet the team in New Zealand. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, we were founded in New Zealand. So a a good bit of our team sits there. Um, Cool. So yeah, I am just waiting for the day we can go back in there and I can meet the team in person. That's so cool. Yeah, that's not a bad place to travel. I've never been, (laughs) but I think that would make for a great work trip. I haven't either. So (laughs) hopefully soon. Now, last question for somebody who's kind of on the fence, they're a small business owner, they've got an Etsy shop, they send out whatever jewelry or handmade trinkets, and they're kind of on the fence about investing with no issue because it's not an expense. It's an investment in Mm -hmm. your brand, right? What would be something you would tell them to kind of encourage them to take a try with no issue products and getting their branding on some of your packaging products? Like what... What, why should they go with no issue? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I would just say, obviously people prioritize their online and website experience, um, whether that be the high level photos, good, good descriptions of your products, things like that. So I would just encourage people to think about, like we were chatting about earlier, your packaging as a continuation of your brand experience. Um, so just think about how you would invest time in what you're building out online and then just consider translating that into the tangible experience. Um, also, like we've touched on, we have super low minimum order minimum quantities. Um, so it's a pretty low risk in that you can order as few as 25 sheets of tissue. See if you see an uptick in um, you know, engagement on social or good feedback on the, around the experience. I mean, if it's just something that you think will spark a little bit of joy in your customer and connect them a bit more with their brand. So yeah, I would just encourage people to think about it as an opportunity to, to further their brand experience um, and to give it a go because it's really fun. So cool. Yeah. And it's definitely something that's just not often talked about. So I'm really (laughs) excited to have been able to speak with you today, Kathy. This has been awesome. You're definitely giving us a lot to think about in how we continue on that experience with our customers. And I can say with certainty that all of the products that I've received from you guys um, have been amazing. I cannot wait to get my custom stickers in a few weeks. (laughs) And I just love what you guys are doing and helping make marketing fun and accessible to small and medium-sized businesses and creatives and all the people with wonderful um, products and services. So thank you so much for being featured today. Um, I wish you all the best and I will link all of the the places to find No Issue as well as an exclusive code that you guys have generously provided in the show notes. So I would encourage everyone to go check it out. So thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. It was was a pleasure sharing some more and thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method business coaching experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. 
Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.